0: to the collaboration series of food safety genie today's episode we have miss namrita sundaresan who also happens to be my dear friend a master chef an artisanal cheese maker partner Kesa chennai and bengaluru and a food consultant that's a lot right so glad to have you as a part of this episode nam thank you so much pavi very happy to be here So, Nam, tell us what's the difference between a processed and an artisanal handmade cheese?
1: We'll start with artisan or natural cheese, which is basically the separation of the solid from the liquid part, which is milk, using an enzyme called rennet. Now, rennet coagulates the milk protein, which is casein, and brings it together. Now this is what the artisan cheese maker would work with now if it's a fresh cheese it's something which is ready to be consumed within a couple of hours and stays good for a couple of weeks and if it's a cheese then using a couple of different processes the cheese maker would then age it from anywhere between about 12 weeks to 12 months or even longer in between processed cheese and natural cheese we also have something called industrialized cheese which is just done to make cheese a more stable product but uses a lot of stabilizers and emulsifiers. Processed cheese on the other hand is a completely different product which is about 20% milk solid and 80% added fat. It has, it's it's got much longer shelf life and it is obviously made to taste the same, exactly the same over and over again in all different batches. So I in fact call that a formula. Right.
0: With respect to processed cheese, you know there's a lot of addition of additives, preservatives, emulsifiers etc. So even if the cheese is left out, they don't get spoiled that quickly. But when compared to the handmade cheese or the fresh cheese, a lot of care needs to be taken. Could you please highlight on the storage aspects?
1: Sure. So processed cheese is made to be stable and as I said for much longer shelf life. And if we talk about our country, for example, you know, cheese needs to be always kept under refrigeration between four to eight degrees is ideal storage temperature for cheese. But most often than not, we do not have an interrupted cold chain. And this would impact the quality of the cheese. So processed cheese are not really affected so much by this, but when we talk about natural artisan cheese they would completely collapse the structure would fall that's because since there is nothing holding it together there is no stabilizer the fat tends to separate out from the protein so distribution for this becomes a key challenge but when it comes to the storage of the cheese once a consumer has it it's about keeping it wrapped in a parchment paper in fact the best way to keep cheese good for a long time is to wrap it with muslin see one thing that you need to understand about storage of cheese is that you need to protect it from direct contact with moisture and as long as you wrap it and keep it carefully so you can use a thick two-ply kitchen tissue paper that can be changed every two weeks you can wrap a muslin or you can wrap a parchment paper keep it in a box and storage in your refrigerator and not in your freezer
0: know that many consider molds to be poisonous or toxic or hazardous please highlight the importance of the mold growth and what type of cheeses do they grow
1: on? Sure, I I mean you know you're bang on because the moment we see mold we actually relate it to spoilage or something being toxic and it's true Um, in warmer weathers like uh, in our country um, microbes tend to infest the surfaces and grow much quicker and they result in hairy fungus kind of growth which we have grown up learning that we should throw that away now let's you know let's talk about one particular bacteria which is very interesting to cheesemakers for example which is the Pencilium rock 40 now Pencilium rock 40 if it grows in your bread uh, it sort of grows blue and mouldy. You have to throw it away. If it grows in a fresh fruit like strawberry, it often grows on strawberry because it gets mushy. It's toxic. It's it's bad. However, cheesemakers actually take Pencilium roqueforti and grow it on their cheese, which is which is exotic and really sought after. Uh, and I'm talking about the Rockford cheese. I'm talking about blue cheese like Stilton, Rockford, Gorgonzola, which people really value. So it's so when it comes to cheese. Is making mold is a completely different story now uh just to make a distinction if it's processed cheese and you have a piece of so you have a piece that's molding you should probably throw it away but let's talk about uh, yeah i talked about the blues now if you think about the Brie and the camemberts, they have Got something called the geotrichium Candidum which is that fluffy white Mold growing on the surface and they're Perfectly edible they're natural rind At Kezer we have uh, We make about 15 different Kind of egg cheese and they all have Molds growing on the surface we often Carry those kind of cheese for Events and we talk about them We put them out on social media where people Have different kinds of reaction and say Oh is that even good enough to eat and and that's when we cut a slice and show them that it's beautiful white inside and it tastes amazing because the molding on the top actually helps the cheese develop a lot of flavor also if your cheese is naturally made and there's no wax on the surface the rind is completely edible and that's where a lot of flavors are concentrated I think it'll take a lot of talking people don't really accept that the mold is good enough to eat but yeah but it's slowly happening so how do you instruct people to use or consume these uh, aged mold cheese okay so you know we we are a country with a lot of dairy we are familiar with dairy but we have always had dairy in form of milk or uh, yogurt ghee and other things but we're not really cheese making country right so so cheese like anything else can be had as a so we uh, we often tell people that when you're giving a snack to your uh, to your young kid uh, give them a chunk of cheese and that's where you start even for adults Um, you know post lunch and during that time before your tea time for example instead of reaching out for a a slice of biscuit you should probably be eating a chunk of cheese cheese can be paired very easily with your i mean we often think about wine and cheese but You know, cheese can be had with your coffee, can be had with tea, can be paired with fruits, with a whole lot of dry fruits as well. So we actually do a lot of workshops where we talk about how to use your cheese, right? From how to cook with them to uh, how it can be a great source of protein for you as well. Right. So last question. So I know
0: cheese is considered to be a healthy fat, but when it comes to you advising to someone that cheese
1: is a healthy fat, how do they react? Well, so so we do not even have to go there and tell people about the fat. Most often people look at cheese and say, oh my god, that's a lot right. of fat. Um, that is where we come in and say, listen, milk, how much fat do you think milk has? You know, milk has about 2 to 4% fat. And I'm talking about cow milk, depending on what kind of cow, what breed. and So we just to be, we work with ethically sourced A2 milk from clean sources. So when you're making cheese, A lot of the fat is, in fact, about 60% of the fat is left behind in the way. Only about 40% of it comes to the cheese. Yeah, so there there isn't a whole lot of fat. In fact, if I talk about it in terms of grams, in about 100 grams, it's equal parts protein and equal parts of fat. And it is always better to have a natural source of fat than have an artificial source, right? It's not added vegetable fat. It's not processed fat. There is an increasing awareness in this not only because of fat diets like keto but a lot of nutritionists, doctors who are actually advising people to reach out for healthier stuff and replace the good fat with the bad one. What we often talk about though is that cheese is a great source of protein uh, and is a predominantly you know country of vegetarians. We do not have such a protein rich, source in vegetables or lentils for example so so yeah so yeah that's the kind of message we talk about
0: so i know coming april 2020 it's going to be nearly four years since Kazer started right right that's right congratulations yes. to you and miss An- thank you so much thank you so much nam for being so kind and so patient thank you for being a part of this episode thank you very
1: much and all the best thank you please do follow Kaiser chennai could you please spell it out yeah, it's, it's uh, Chennai K-S-E-C-N-A-I. so it's facebook.com slash or the Instagram handle is just K-A-S-E-C-H-E-N-A-I.
0: So keep an eye on local XO page to know more about their salad workshops too. To know more and to get more details, please visit my website www.PavitraKrishnaprasad.com. You can also write to me www.PavitraKrishnaprasad.gmail.com.